0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Hustlers. This is our fourth season. Pretty amazing, I think. For the new listeners, and we have new listeners, guys. Yes. Friends are sharing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if friends or filmmakers are sharing. I'm not sure how people are finding us, but uh, but they are finding us. It's every week like we're increasing by a lot. Uh, it was it's noticeable. Like yeah. we totally this this last week I, I really start to notice. I mean, you're all you're getting phone calls,
1: right? Dude, I got a phone call today. I got a text message. Yeah, I took my My phone number was up there. It said contact. Yeah. Oh, was That's probably because you signed
0: us up. That's probably what happened. Is that what it was? Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got got a pitch this morning from Mm. Albuquerque. Oh, wow. I looked at the phone. I was like, Albuquerque? Nice. Guy pitched me a doc. And the other day, somebody sent me a couple decks. And I was like, who's this?
0: I do want to say the Film Hustlers podcast is about the hustle of making your own content, how to throw your hat over the fence, and get it all done right that's what we're about here Uh, this season our fourth season here at hustlers we're gonna make our own movie from idea to raising the money to finished product I think the reason we're doing it is because we're I'm tired of telling people that you can do do it like let's do it and you can hear it unfold right here if you'd rather wait and see what happens perfect you listen to the podcast you see how we do we may fail by the way someone may say like I don't want to give you money for a movie um, if you want to, yeah well you who knows right but if you want to do your own project right alongside us during this you pull out your pen and pencil <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pen and pencil <laughs> or, Roberts, what are you gonna learn, dude? Or or you just save the
0: show to your phone and listen there to we it over go There over you right. go.
1: Save it to the, and then you can do the notes on the phone. That's what they do in 2022.
0: Um but if you have questions as the process is going along, you slide into the DM, right? right? Send send some uh some questions and we'll cover you. In addition to talking about film on our show, we also have amazing guests who tell us how they arrived in Hollywood and became successful. It's meant to inspire and also Also, to make it clear that anyone can do it if you follow your heart and have a little luck. So today, we want to welcome David Kendall, the hey. director, writer, producer. You do it all, right? No
1: problem. I, I Round do, of applause. I do, I do yes. The most dedicated <laughs> dude I've ever worked with. No doubt. Even today, he came
2: prepared. I like to be thorough.
0: Sometimes I'm su- I'm surprised at the people that say yes to the show. You know, we've had Peter Mariette on. We've had uh, Antoine Fisher on. We've had Caroline Kepnes on. I mean, amazing. Gavin Navarro. Gavin Navarro. <laughs> middleman. I don't like middleman. Take it easy. Oh, yes. um, but David Kendall, he's a writer, producer, director. He's worked in television since people watch shows on actual television. There you go. Okay. He's produced and written for iconic situation comedies like Growing Pains, Boy Meets World, and directed classic programs like iCarly, which is a huge favorite in our house, um... Disney's Hannah Montana and what else? Melissa and Joey, which is another favorite. Yeah, that was uh, you know
2: 104 episodes. Did you
0: direct and produce and write?
2: I co-created it with my friend Bob Young, and I executive produced it. And along the 104 episodes, I directed about eight of them. That's amazing. Wow. Dude, that's a lot of episodes. That's 104 episodes. That's a lot of television. Yeah.
0: How many episodes would you say you produced a year in a 12-month period?
2: In a 12? Well, a a season is anywhere from 22 to 26 episodes, a normal season. That's
0: the way it used to be. Is it still that way?
2: Well, in Melissa and Joey, it it was odd because it was basic cable, so the formula was a little bit different. Our first season, we did, um, I think we did... 30 our first season Jeez. and then our second season we did 15 oh. and then Melissa had a baby so we didn't uh, do any for a year and then our season 3 was 37 episodes wow. and then season but it was, it was two seasons it was like two years but they called it 3A and 3B right. because if you uh, make it a fourth season they're salary bumps so it was <laughs> uh, uh, season 3A and 3B and then uh, our fourth season which was really our fifth season we did 22
0: before we rewind often you watch shows that you love um and there's lots of episodes and sometimes you think it must be really hard to come up with idea after idea when all of those episodes are being shot in one season for instance 22 episodes in one season is a lot to come up with is there an arc to the whole story it,
2: it depends like uh now that we're in the streaming world you want arcs because that keeps people you know next episode in three seconds keeps them hanging on uh in older times you you would do um shows that weren't necessarily i I call them wacky one-offs you just do something that just lives on its own but sometimes you're trying to do an arc you know take a kid through high school and so you'll do periodically touch on the story arc but you know it's a little bit different with every series depending what the needs are for the network or the streaming service, but uh, it can be a bunch of different things. But yeah, it's tough. That's the toughest part. Coming up with good stories that are solid, that will support your characters, that will uh, have conflict, that you can put funny in. That's the hardest part. It just
0: seems hard to have to come up with idea after idea, uh, joke after joke.
2: and If you have a story and you have strong characters, the jokes kind of fall out by themselves a little bit. Um, But the hardest thing is is coming up with uh, good stories.
1: Yeah. What about picking right? Because you... Writer's rooms, what, how many writers are in a writer's room? It depends uh, it, on the show. It but.
2: depends on the show. It depends on the budget. You can have four or five or six, eight, ten. So um, I like a room where it's, you know, six, eight, nine people so that you can see everybody's face around the table so that you're all kind of together. There's some shows where they have bigger budgets Well, they'll have a separate story room or a separate joke room. I, I think it's nice to have people together, but uh, you know, people do it differently.
0: It's yeah. an amazing thing you do. I mean, you're super talented. I, I have I've had the pleasure of watching you work uh, both you, in Mark. in television
2: uh, in a series, and you hired me to do a comedy, movie, which I'm really looking forward and to. And
0: then seeing. we yeah, and then yes. we did a movie called yeah. uh, Stepping Into the Holidays, which comes out this holiday season. I don't want to say December or November because we don't know yet, but it is for Lifetime. It does have star Mario Lopez and Jana Kramer. And it was directed by David Kendall. And you did an amazing job. You were the most prepared person I think we've ever seen in our Incredible. life. Incredible.
1: <laughs> you're the like, most dedicated guy I've ever worked with. Yeah. You thank you. You went for one walk for like 30 minutes on a Saturday and then <laughs> went back to work. That was it. That was true. That's, that's true, true yeah. right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And I had to walk to the drugstore. But, you know, otherwise. Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's go back in time for our listeners because lots of successful people have been on the show that have told us their story. And we want to get an idea of how you got your start.
2: Okay. Um, well, I grew up in Philadelphia, and the idea of jobs in the entertainment business was like you know jobs on Mars. Yeah, it, it just didn't look like anything that anybody that I knew did or that my family knew did. It was just totally foreign. But um, you know, I went to uh, uh, college. I went to a place called Wesleyan University, and I studied film. And um, a bunch of us said, you know, I bet we can do this. Yeah. And um, the first place I went after college was New York. And I worked in a lot of small jobs here and there, just trying to learn production. And um, I always wanted to direct, like you know, like everybody wants to direct. And um, they hire more writers than they do directors. Yeah. So I always like sitcoms. I always like being funny. My, my, my joke is I'm very fortunate to have found a way to monetize being a smart ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> so thanks for the laugh, <laughs> Good. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's a really good
0: point, though. If you're a smart ass and everyone's yeah. always telling you are, you maybe you're a writer. Yeah, yeah. maybe you can yeah, do yeah. something with
2: it, you know? Yeah. Not just, you know, make your friends laugh. Yeah. Uh, so um, this was in 1985. I was living in New York. And I, through social connections, I knew someone who was an agent. And um, I said, I'm gonna have to learn what Hollywood's like at some point. So I came out and um, for two weeks, and I had a spec script uh, for The Cosby Show, because this was 1985, and when you say Cosby now, it has different meanings than it <laughs> did in 1985. So I had an episode of The Cosby Show, and I came out, and i didn't know it was staffing season i didn't know anything i'm just standing on my friend ed dechter's couch i went to westland with ed he's still a good friend of mine i talked to him yesterday uh, he's had a great career as well and um i got a meeting with somebody at warner brothers who had read my script and a guy named david Sachs, who was an executive at warner brothers who said uh, uh, it was like the shortest meeting i, I didn't know how short you know he, he, i walked in he said i like your script i'm going to pass it on to producers I said, Okay, now I leave. Yeah. So, uh, and then is the Bur- that is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, That was the meeting. That was the meeting. <laughs> you got all dressed up. Yeah, on yeah. The I, best. I, I, yeah, I found my way out into the that valley. Being in your head, yeah, I, you're gonna tell him. I, I drove to you know Burbank the day before, so I wouldn't get lost. And uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> that's prepared, dude. That's That, prepared. Prepared. that yeah. sounds like David. Yeah, right? yeah. No, that's that's true. And uh, then the producers of Growing Pains uh, met me. And um, I'm on staff at a sitcom. I'm, I'm here two weeks, and I'm on Can staff you at a sitcom. That? And it was, you know, you got to think of 1985, a sitcom starring Alan Thicke, the late wonderful Alan Thicke, mm. didn't look like it was going to be a winner. And so the show's programmed up against the 18, and there was a re- review in um, the Los Angeles Herald that said, "I pity the fool that schedules Alan Thicke against the 18." So we outlisted the. Outlasted the A-Team and the Herald, by the way. Wow. So um, <laughs> Exactly. And right. so, the Herald yeah, got outlasted. Yeah, so I was on Growing Pains for six years, and I had great mentors. A guy named Dan Gunselman was the, was the head writer and just a executive producer and a, and a brilliant, hilarious man. And another executive producer named Mike Sullivan, these are both good friends of mine, uh, came from the network, so I learned uh, you know, producing from somebody who was at the network and, and, a, and a writer who'd uh, been on some really great shows. And um, it was a great group of people. And when you have a show that's a hit and you... I mean, the first season we had 13 episodes and then a back nine. And then we had, um, as a hit... You don't have to worry so much about job security for a while. Right. So we could think in terms of 22 shows, 26 shows. And so it was really nice sitting in the writer's room, not having to sweat for every rating point and make sure that we could get uh, the pickup. So I was there for six years, and it was great. It was really, you know, like a uh, uh, undergraduate and graduate school in terms of everything. And, I, you know, one year I'd be the guy who uh, would be uh, do all the, uh, do a lot of drafts. Like a, a freelance draft would come in, and they throw it on my desk and say, you know, you have three days, make this work. Or some years it would be, I'd be the guy that, go to editing so the show's three minutes long bring it to time so right. you know these guys were great mentors for me and, and you know I left there really knowing half hour comedy and multi-camera uh, inside and out and also I, that's where I got a chance to direct too because um, Growing Pains if you guys are uh, do you guys remember Growing Pains? Of course, of course. Yeah, I a huge there was fan. A, a spin-off called Just the Ten of Us Right. and um, that was my first directing gig was on Just the Ten of Us so it was the first time I got my DJ card so for Just the Ten of Us wow. so, so I left there uh, you know, with a, a, a great a lot of knowledge and experience. And I think it was 142 episodes of television. And, wow. Uh, it was great. So it was great. the Cosby show that you wrote on spec. Right.
0: That was just as an example.
2: That was just, I, I sat down. I'd never written a spec before. I watched uh, the f- first season of Cosby. I did outlines from the stories that they did. So I would understand structure. And uh, I said, I think I have an idea for a show. And um, I did an outline, and then I, I wrote it. And then it was just so incredibly lucky that I came out uh, during staffing season when they were looking for young writers, when they were staffing a family show. And uh, it, was, it was great. So you wrote this because you had an idea,
0: you watched the show, and then that was sort of your calling card. You said, I'm a writer, and here's my spec.
2: Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, it, what, my story is incredibly rare. And, you know, I, 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 my first spec script landed me staff job on a show that became a hit and ran for six years. That's like lightning striking seven times in the same spot. Uh, So, you know, I've had, I've been beat up after that.
0: Um, That's amazing that lightning struck on that show. I mean, luckily for us, you had talent, and then you got lucky and then you yeah. walked in the yeah. right door. Yeah. yeah cause you got, yeah, cause you have to he have, have, have ha- talent yeah, first. Cause yeah. that
1: spec script could have been, you know what I mean? If he did, if he didn't have the chops that would have went nowhere, he yeah. wouldn't have been able to drive the day before to make sure he got there or <laughs> that's dressed right. up nice that's for right. that meeting that says, I'm going to pass this on. Thanks for coming. What?
0: That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had the pleasure. So did today. So did David Dave. We've had the pleasure of watching you work, not only close up on our movie, stepping in the holidays, but we also worked together on the expanding universe of Ashley Garcia. I
2: will. I love that show, uh, love
0: that show. which was beautiful and amazing. And, and you and Seth Kerlin did a wonderful job on it. Mario did a great job on it. It was just a beautiful fun. I mean, I don't, I don't want to leave anyone out. Everyone did a great job on that, but it was, it was fun.
2: Watch it on Netflix, everybody. Yeah. You yeah have check it, it, it out great. on Netflix.
0: Paulina great. Chavez is amazing. Um, what I wanted to find out from you is how do you decide when a joke's not working or how do you know if it's flat or not? Is it the audience? Is it you? It's a combination. I mean, you
2: usually can tell it's, it's almost pretty democratic. If everybody's laughing in the room, it's funny. Uh, But I mean, there are exceptions where sometimes it's, it's mean spirited or or out of character, but um, you can tell, you can tell if it's working and if it's not, you can tell that, too. Yeah. I mean, so it's
0: not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science.
1: The writers, you guys all read the the work, right, before you do a table read? Like, when you guys have a joke, do you guys go, hey, this, you know, you read well, you what know, the joke it, is uh, and the, see how it goes?
2: The way it usually works is that uh, an individual writer or team of writers will do a draft, and then uh, the executive producers will give notes to that writer, and then at some point after a draft or or depends on the schedule uh the script will go to the writer's room and then led by the executive producers you'll do a rewrite and sometimes it's a heavy rewrite and sometimes it's light and sometimes it's a a real restructure and sometimes it's just a light pass but that's really and then sometimes as you get into it uh good ideas occurred and um you just follow where the good ideas are going but you, you usually have an idea what the structure is and and, uh, and if the joke it? works and if the joke works. Yeah. If that's
0: the joke what, works. Yeah. yeah. It was al- it was always very cool to sit there and, you know, even on tape tape day, you know, you get there would be a joke and you get you guys would come to the pool of writers and say, all right, you know, this can we find something else for this for this moment? And in a matter of minutes, a bunch of things would get pitched. And then something would get picked, you know. It was almost like being on, on uh, Family Feud. They'd all get together. They'd be like, no, no, <laughs> that's funny. That's <laughs> Okay, go, go, go. Tell them yeah, that. that, that. That's,
2: that's true. I never yeah. thought of the Family Feud aspect, but yeah. but it's true. And, and also, Kendall Steve Harvey is like,
1: bingo! <laughs> <laughs> there it is! Yeah. But
2: also, it's, you know, it's when a writer's room is really good, everybody's pulling for the same cause. And it's like, first of all, you want to go home. You know, if yeah. the joke's <laughs> good or if the story works, it'll help you get home. And then it's just it's great when it's when it's there. And if everybody's secure enough to, to root for each other, it's just a great thing. Yeah, that's one of my favorite shows. I've done tons of shows, and in terms of just the quality of the work, the cast, I love that cast. And you know, working with Seth and Mario, man, that was that was a blast.
0: Yeah, it was super. It was super cool to uh, to see you guys do your thing. Um, one thing that you're going to run into if you're a writer, if you get on a show or whatever, um, is executives, right? Yes. So you write a script, um, and then you guys, as writers or executives, th- producers, decide, okay, this script's ready to read. The cast comes in to read it, and after that cast reads it, there's a meeting amongst you the executive producers the and writers, yeah. and then the network gives you notes. Do you hold anything dear, or is any idea changeable?
2: Well, the Ashley Garcia experience was unique because we had great executives, That's true. and they loved the show, and they understood the show, and they were... Uh, always supportive so it was like hey okay that does make sense or yeah we can do that or man that really that's really great I mean we had we had terrific executives in terms of the support of the show it was really um <laughs> not always that way yeah oh not is, it, is it not always that not way not always that no. way so, a lot of times not every executive but a lot of times executives really don't understand humor and don't understand um what you're trying to do I mean the worst thing whenever you're doing a show, especially a new show is, are you doing the same show as what does the network want to do the same show as you want to do as what the stars want to do? And so, you know, you think it's about these two people. Uh, the star thinks it's about her and the network wants it to be about the kids. And it's just, you know, it's it just, uh, you are be ordering dinner every night for the length of the show. And yeah. you
0: guys all seem to gel about what ideas were working and not working. It always got better, which I thought was really cool. Um, Let's go back. You do six years on Growing Pains. Right. Everyone becomes stars. It's a huge hit. I still remember that show. I used to love that show. Um, and do you come off of that show thinking, this is easy?
2: Well, not quite. But I did have a, a development deal after that. And I did not get anything on the air. So it was just, you know, wrote some pilots, sold some pilots. I think we I produced one. But um, nothing got on the air, so that was just...
0: Uh, and what's a development deal, just for people who don't know what that uh, is?
2: That the network will... A network or a studio will keep you... Will hire you to come up with um, pilot ideas and, and sell shows, so...
0: To them, right? Directly uh, to, them, to, them, to yeah. them,
2: I mean, if it's with a studio, it was... My deal was at Warner Brothers at the time with the um, aim of selling to any of the networks. Right. And right. I had, you know, written for ABC for Growing Pain, so I... I sold a couple pilots to them.
0: So that feels pretty good. Yeah.
2: yeah well, it feels great, but it's yeah. just, it, it, it feels better when you're yeah. shooting it. And, uh, <laughs> uh, when you come out the end of the, the, of your development deal and you don't have a series, it doesn't feel so great. That's but not that's, so fun. You know.
0: So what's the next big step for
2: you? Uh, the next big step was, uh, Boy Meets World, which was another ABC family show. And, um, uh, they, I joined it in the second season and as an executive producer and the, a uh, guy who created it, Michael Jacobs, had some other shows, so I was kind of running it uh, while he was developing other shows. And so that was actually uh, a really fun gig, too. One of my favorite shows back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's true. It's cool. really it's funny because uh, Boy Meets World went from, what's that show? To, is that still on? You know, it's just, yeah. uh, uh, we were never like the big hit in the top 10, but th- th- there was a devoted following because kids love the show because I think we told great stories for kids and that ran seven years, uh, too. Wow, Great I, runs. Uh, yeah, I was only I was there. Uh, I produced it for two. and then I came back and I was in the director rotation for the rest of the run. Wow, so which was fun.
0: did you was there a preference for you? Did you like directing as opposed to producing or
2: writing? Directing is more fun. Yeah, directing is so much more fun. But writing and producing is more satisfying if that makes sense. I, my my, yeah. my joke is that um, uh, writing and producing is like parenting. And directing is like grandparenting. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I'm not a grandparent, but it's like, you know, you have the kids and you have fun and you can give them ice cream for dinner. And at the end of the day, you you send them back to mom and dad and just like, maybe the diaper's full. I don't know. So, um, but if you're uh, writing and producing a show, it's like every bad phone call comes to you. Everything that's not working, you have to fix. Whereas if you're directing, it's, hey, it's great. It's great. I had a great time. Yeah. So, it's over
0: with. Time to move on. It's over with. Exactly. Exactly.
2: See you guys next time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have a good night yeah
0: so you worked on iCarly which you know we loved here Yeah, that was house.
2: a I directed that show I didn't yeah
0: that was a that was yeah. a big that was a big deal was that fun to work on I it mean was, obviously it was great I mean that's another
2: it. amazing cast yeah yeah that's an, another amazing cast that um, was
0: really fun. and then Hannah Montana which you directed as well yeah I did
2: um I didn't do the pilot but I did the first three when it went to series and got to work with miley when you know she didn't know where to stand or what to do and she was just so (laughs) green but she just had star power you looked and you you you, uh said oh okay she's gonna like explode yeah so
1: you know what's funny um that was shot at where'd you guys shoot that was that at not gower it was a ktla KTLA, yeah so lopez that was the first show i worked on lopez we were the stage next to you esp in hollywood and lopez used to sneak over there come on Tony, let's go he'd go to the craft service and raid craft service <laughs> yes yeah. that
0: sounds like him actually yeah.
1: 2004 maybe that sounds right sounds about right that sounds right that was a
0: great show i mean you worked on some amazing stuff you know i've never wanted to be anything with a producer i'm not interested directing is so difficult it's just a hard job because you have to pick everything like literally every decision that's made you have to be on like where the hands are what's on the table who's <laughs> it's a crazy gig
2: Yeah, it's It's a a great ride, though. It's really fun. I mean, I had fun every day on on our movie. Did you, Kendall... it didn't show no, it was, a lot, it was, was like, a lot of work you were focused that was a it was, it was, a, it was a tough oh well, i was focused but yeah. it, it was it was really fun we yeah. knew, we no, knew you
0: fun. could do yeah, it yeah. because in television you have to be on your feet on a show that was only going to be 16 days just because i'm not
2: smiling doesn't mean i'm not having <laughs> yeah fun,
0: <but> yeah <laughs> you know in record time every day and that, we finished that every day easy.
2: early except for the tornado yeah yeah, no, yeah. which
0: by the way we should have stayed and shot more not that it hurt the movie at all but on that particular day, the call should have been: "We're going to stay and keep shooting, and no. we're going to take our chances." No, no, no. The,
1: when the dudes that live there who don't talk very much to say we're leaving, they were out of there before
2: us. Oh, did they leave? Yes, did they leave? I, I heard, but you know, it's all—it's the fog of war a little bit now. Is that the crew says they're leaving at seven?
0: Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, oh, my
2: God. so oh. you know, it's, yeah, that's it's, what it was.
0: But I, we could have thrown a Robert Rodriguez and just said, "Go ahead, leave. I don't need you."
1: We yeah. had that storm shelter that everybody thought was like a hobbit house because we yeah. just went in there. It's true.
0: You know. um, but it, but I do believe that directing is, I mean, I guess if you like, Trudy, you've directed, and David, you're a director. I think if you enjoy it and you know what the challenge is going to be, maybe it's better. But for me... I like solving the problem behind the scenes. I don't know. It's, you know, I like getting the late night call. I like deciding if it's going to rain tomorrow or not going to rain tomorrow. You know, those kinds of things. <laughs> those <laughs> this, kinds of things are more gambling. This say
1: this right now, David. Dave. When we were in uh, Tennessee, he would come to me. Hey, se He would come to the, and he'd be stressed out. Fuck, I don't know if it's going to rain. What do you think? What this, do you? I go, I don't know. Was it the weather channel thing? That was the I don't most stressed I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, I was which, stressed. Which time? The last one. The last, the last one. No, there was, when, he was praying, when he was praying, in, uh, when well, he was praying in some
2: of the weather. Also, um, the, the day we shot the dance, that was well, that was the uh, the tornado. That was, and intense. That was like yeah. we, we had never seen the dance in its entirety. That was intense. And it's like, are we going to get this done before the, the, the barn gets yeah. knocked over?
0: And just to give the listeners an idea, what happens is you show up on set. First of all, it was it's it's there's dance routines in this movie, and you can't always get five, six, seven pages done in a ten hour day, and get your dance routine. No. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot to do, but um,
2: we had an amazing choreographer, Spencer we had, Liff Yeah was Spencer Liff was amazing. amazing.
0: Yeah, and you know, Spencer Lyft went. You know above and beyond went he to did. tennessee early picked all those dancers worked with them worked with Jana, came here to la worked with Jana here it, it, worked with them there and
2: the work shows it looks amazing yeah. Yeah.
0: no i think i think it was a great job but you do you had a lot to do in a very short period of time and i don't know if you sacrificed shots or not i don't know those answers a little I, bit but yeah. that's you
2: know if you if you get every a friend says if you get everything on your shot list you weren't being ambitious enough you know so <laughs> yeah. so you know that's you, you want to um try and there are things i wish i could have gotten but there's always going to be that you know
0: but it, but to do it i think to do a 16 16 days and to and to have routines in there and to deal with weather and, and tornadoes and and rain i mean look the day that we showed up and it was raining and it wasn't going to stop you know art department had to go to oh, work yeah
2: the art department and and i remember sitting there with with uh, uh, Samson, the AD, and just kind of figuring out, okay, we can do this, we can do this, we can kind of do this, we can maybe do this, not tomorrow, but in the next three days, and we just kind of in the air made the schedule for the next few days. Yeah, You remember that fun? It was uh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was
0: amazing <laughs> to watch because we really did do a, actually a beautiful job. Uh, you did a great job with directing those sequences, and they came out great. But the thing I want to stress is it's never perfect. There's going to be problems. There's going to be issues. You're going to make mistakes. I still make mistakes. I make a lot of mistakes every no. day. Yeah, absolutely. No absolutely way. I do. That's how the show, that's how show business is. You know, you show up, you wake up one morning, you got a crew of 45 people and it's raining. And there's nothing you can do except for turn to the people that you're at war with and say, "We've got to go inside." Yeah. And somehow that inside gets lit, gets decorated. Well, the art department turns the barn on.
2: around. Yeah. Everybody has to see our movie.
0: <laughs> you That's have to watch it at, yeah. simply to know that yeah. that barn where Mario does the dance uh was not going to be shot in the day that we did that.
1: What's tougher than that? Cuz look, you got it, you got X amount of pages, you got a choreography dance scene I mean, I guess it could have been worse if we would have threw animals in there, right? That yes, was it would
2: have been talk. worse. There were, yes. We did, actually. We shot on a farm, everybody, and there were real-life farm animals making their, their noises. And-
0: he, there was a lot working against us, um, but, you know, you have to work your way through it. And, you know, that's the great thing about having a crew that you worked with many times is that they all care. Samson, our AD, cares deeply. Samson has our ADs.
2: Yeah. He just cared. Yeah. You know, he,
0: yeah. it really mattered to him. He was in scenes, you know. Jeff Stearns will take credit for this, but it was Sam mm-hmm. who got all those people together on the street when when yeah. uh, when we were shooting yeah we, we the- were
2: short of uh, background uh, extras and the street didn't look very much alive and Samson goes talking to people and the next thing you know the street's alive with the uh, background crosses and uh, everywhere yeah
0: it is a collaborative effort. Speaking of collaborative efforts, I want to thank our friends over at ExtremeMusic.com. Russ Emanuel and ExtremeMusic.com have put together an amazing array of composers. I'm telling you this because I use Extreme Music for all of my movies. I did two documentaries, I did three Christmas movies, I did another drama, and I used Extreme for all of them. Okay. So the way it works is if I need a needle drop, if I need a song that's going to be playing in a diner, coming off of a jukebox, I go to Extrememusic.com. If I need something special for a fun, sort of montagey transition, I go to Extreme Music. I wanted something really unique, something a cappella for a movie I was working on for a Lifetime. And I went to Extreme Music. I punched in what I thought I wanted and, uh, and it came up. So I want you to know that if you are looking to do something that sounds robust and beautiful and well thought out and expensive, you can get it at extrememusic.com. Whether it's a drama, a thriller, action, romance, they got it all. Extrememusic.com for all your music needs. It sounds like when you came out of college and you wrote your spec and you did and you got growing pains that you sort of knew what you wanted to do. I
2: was really blessed. I really was pretty driven to say I want to work in um, comedy. I I mean, it's always I'm not comfortable outside of comedy. It's always what I wanted to do and uh, was pretty focused on that. And then, you know, uh, the growing pains set up everything for me. It, It showed me how to do everything. I went from, you know, absolutely no credits wrote one script and I'm on this big show with people who are super talented training me that's wow. amazing that, my, yeah. my, uh, my mentors said we don't view you as a story editor we view you as you're in producer school wow, wow. pretty cool good. and that's Pe- how it works yes. yeah, yeah, yeah good people Good people.
0: Yeah, I mean well you're a good person. I think, you know, look, uh, my wife always says like the bank of good faith to my kids. And it's true, you know, you gotta you gotta bank good faith in this business yeah. so that you're able to go through doors and people are able to go like, Oh, you know what, Tootie or David Kendall and, and, or And I think Davey good people
1: Dave. is good business.
0: I yeah. agree. Yeah. You
1: yeah. know, Terrence Winter, who's like one of my favorite writers, he did Boardwalk. He's done a yeah, bunch of stuff. of course.
0: He's terrific, yeah.
1: I listened to a podcast on him a long time ago, and he was saying about getting a writer's room together. And he said he would much rather have writers that are mediocre who come um, with enthusiasm and want to be there than a writer's room filled with talent who are difficult to work with. He'll take that any day.
2: Well, the, the, the writer's room, if you have a bunch of people who are just there for – To get their own scripts and their own lines and their own self out there, that's not going to work. But if you have people who are part of a team, who yeah, it's it's, want to collaborate, but um, uh, that makes all the difference. I mean, I've been in writers' rooms where uh, someone has written features and is here to to the experience and just you know freezes because also it's kind of weird and, and and a strange thing to write out loud. You know, when you're in a room, you're writing out loud. You're not kind of. In the solitude with the keyboard, so yeah. it's, a, it's a different, yeah. weird thing. There's some people who are brilliant writers in the cubicle mm-hmm. uh, by themselves. So you know, the collaboration writers' room isn't for everybody. It's not like the only way to do things, but for comedy, it's really nice.
0: What would you say to someone who wants to work in comedy, who wants to be in a writer's room?
2: Firstly, if you're working in comedy, make sure you're funny. Uh, Well, how do you know? Oh, you'll know. uh, You'll know, know, Has has everybody told you that you're funny? No one's told Roberts. Yeah, it's okay. Keep producing,
0: Roberts. (laughs) If if
2: people tell you you're you're funny and you say funny things and people laugh, it's probably a good bet that you're funny. Yeah. yeah, If the opposite, Uh, you're probably not funny.
0: (laughs) Are you funny because you're just funny, or are you funny because of the experiences growing up in a family that
2: me i don't yeah. know yeah. you don't, <laughs> don't you don't know why really i you know i don't know i mean you you don't well i've i've said this you don't look in a writers room you don't see a lot of people i bet he was captain of the football team <laughs> i bet she was the head cheerleader <laughs> yeah i bet he was president that's of a senior class no that's you don't see funny a, you don't you don't see that in, a lot in the writers room yeah, i'm yeah. sure there are exceptions yeah. but that's not the people that you see in the writers room primarily so there's an outsiderness yeah too. there's a okay. there's a looking at things a little bent a little bit from the outside a little kind of Unconventional, yeah.
0: Although I suppose you could trust, you could think you're funny and not be funny. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, but it's also I, I think comedy is is its own weird thing, and what it's most closest to, in a lot of ways, is music. If you can't sing, don't try and sing. If you can't carry a tune, don't say I can sing. So I think comedy is a lot like music. You know, you you know when you're musical, you know when you can sing. Yeah, but you should be able to know when. When you're funny, of course, yeah. uh, of course. but uh, and the rest of your question is it, advice is um, to writers is write. Don't just say, "Oh yeah, I want to be a writer." Write something, and write what you're excited <laughs> about. And it helps if you write what you know, what you're familiar with. You're talking about stories that come from your life. Yeah, uh, it, it's. Uh, there's always uh, an authenticity if it comes from your life. It doesn't have to be. I mean, Ashley Garcia. I wrote for a show. I was never a 14 year old Latina growing up. <laughs> you uh, weren't. No, I, I was not. I was oh, not. Boy. Uh But yes, I, I know your guys. Look at the shock. You should see how shocked they look, everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, you can put yourself in something, someone else's uh, uh, place. Uh, it doesn't have to be a totally lived experience, but a lived experience has an authenticity, and uh, especially if you're creating a show. Um, you know, you need every advantage. Like Ashley Garcia was about uh, a, a bachelor. Do we still say bachelor now? A single yeah, guy in, yeah, his, yeah. in his 30s and his niece comes to live and they both have very different lifestyles and they love each other but uh, have uh, clashes. And, you know, we can re- relate to that. Everybody, I think, uh, has relatives and, and yeah. has tried to get along and, and kind of as. Everybody, uh, you know, every, growing up is not easy for anybody. No. And, uh, you know, that's why coming of ages, age stories are always. Boom. Shut up. Oh, oh, I was boy. about here to say. Go. Here we, here we see, go. See, that, that's what I'm.
1: He hates coming of age. So I Roberts do. Not. No, I don't. Coming of age. Yeah. This is the biggest debate we have on the podcast. Did I step on a landmine here? Oh, yeah. Well, no. Okay. You, uh, did, you did. It. You just you resurface. what's the <laughs> truth. I mean, okay. stand by me. Did you like stand by I, me? I don't I think oh, I did on. I'm pretty oh, sure I did go. no look I, Juno I no. love
0: Juno love Juno yeah I like coming of age movies I just don't like to produce coming of age movies I guess okay. is the answer okay. That's you could have just difference. said that eight months ago I mean yeah. okay. well I you know hand by to the way fire. your
1: story his story is the greatest coming of age it would make the greatest coming of age movie but he doesn't want to do it we're not going to get into that here
0: the only other question I want to ask you is what is your favorite joke of all time
2: do you have one? Yeah, I, I do. Okay, can do. you tell it? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> ready? Okay. What's the very first thing you need to know before you train a dog? What? More than the dog. <laughs> good one. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I would like use that one tonight when I get home on the kids. By the way, <laughs> it's very applicable to many things in life too.
0: Well, David, I appreciate you being on the show. We covered a lot of ground. I, one of the takeaways, I think, for everybody who's listening is trust yourself, make a plan. If you're a writer, write. Work hard. Work hard, yep. and the harder you work, the luckier you'll get. And if you yep, have a sir. meeting
1: drive by the day before so you know how to get there. <laughs> no, but nobody
0: nobody's actually taking the time to appreciate how uh prepared David was that we got to see. No, yeah. Yeah. I
1: we, no, appreciate to, yeah. no, 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 we appreciate it. No, no, we we know. No, yeah, but outside oh, of us. Oh. No, 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 no. Like it was yeah, look, unmatched.
0: When you watch anything David's worked on, especially stepping into the holidays uh, come this holiday season 2022, you'll see a, a lot of work that went into that movie, a lot of preparation, the shots, the choreography, well, talk the about acting, what you did amazing. with the music
2: and, and getting the dance together and all that stuff. I, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I think... The, the overall effort on that movie was important, but you are a leader, and you did an amazing job yeah. of being prepared. I mean, look on the weekends when we were all hammered over at uh,
1: <laughs> on the weekends. What are you talking about? We were at a bar at the hotel every night. We were drinking <laughs> every night. Kendall well, we would were, walk by. Hey, Kendall, what? No, I'm a, I'm gonna go I'm watch working. another Christmas movie. What? Yeah. <laughs> we're making a Christmas. He, he would just walk by silently, judge us. <laughs> yeah, he would. He would swing. Hey, there he goes, Kendall. Come back
0: here. Hey, part of the part of the beauty of making a movie is having a good time, right? Absolutely. I think I think yeah. we. I think we all have a lot of fun, but you were great to work with. You, I think Mario and I, when we saw you work on Ashley Garcia, we were certain st- sitting behind you watching you work. We were certain that we were going to work with you, and we did. It was like so manifest manifest, manifest destiny. Let's do it again. But Another thank feature, you. David. Are you sticking with sure. the features? Okay,
2: sure. Sure. Just well, you know, you guys know this. After you work in this business for a while, the people are so important that you're working with. If you're going to show up and work and bust your ass you want to be next to people that you like and yeah. that you get along with and are talented and you can work with. Everybody's <laughs> nodding. Everybody who are listening, everybody's nodding here violently. Yes. We're in yes. violent agreement. Violent and way. violent
0: agreement. I will say, working with you was amazing. You're a team player. I think that we made a great movie. We did. And I and, and I hope people enjoy it. Stepping into the holiday, directed by David Kendall. And who's in it? Come on, Mar- Robert. Starring Mario Lopez and Jana Kramer. David Dave's in there. Who else hey, do we have? Yeah. Who else is in it? Kendall was in it. David Kendall makes yeah, an I a, appearance. have a brief fun movie. <laughs> uh, Carly Jimenez <laughs> is, is in it. Enzo Rodriguez is Mike in Esterman. it. Mike Esterman. Mike Esterman is <laughs> oh, in <yeah. laughs> it. David- Sherry O'Terry. Oh, Sherry yeah. O'Terry. Yes. Mario Cantone. Oh, Mario oh. Cantone. We had yes. a heck of a cast yes. uh, on this really, really uh, unique and fun Christmas movie. So I hope you guys like it. David, thank you for being with us. Thank, thank, you, thank you for inspiring yeah. our right, new day, listeners day. and our old listeners. Mark, thank you. Yes. Thank you guys all. And we'll see you next time on Film Hustlers. there
1: we go. You got Right, Roberts. That was good.